0: Hello, my podcast family, and welcome back to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today, we're going to look at how the Holy Spirit promotes holiness. When you hear that, promoting holiness, what comes to mind for you? For me. It was like I'd get a whole lot of this is what you shouldn't do. Don't do that. Don't. Nope. Because let's face it, we're not holy. So I, I thought I'd hear, yep, nope, don't do that. No, no, you can't do that. Nope, nope, no. A whole lot of heaviness and being weighed down, being condemned. That's what comes to mind for me. But let's see what the scriptures say reading from the New American Standard Bible. I'm starting in Genesis, the sixth chapter, verse three, and then verses five and six. Then the Lord said, "'My spirit will not remain with man forever, "'because he is also flesh. "'Nevertheless, his days shall be 120 years.' "'Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of mankind "'was great on the earth, "'and that every intent of thoughts of their hearts "'was only evil continually. So the Lord was sorry that he had made mankind on earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Psalm fifty one eleven. Do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. First Samuel fifteen twenty three and chapter sixteen fourteen. O rebellion is as reprehensible as the sin of divination. And insubordination is as reprehensible as false religion and idolatry. Since you have rejected the word of God, he has also rejected you from being king. Now the spirit of the Lord left Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord terrified him. Micah 3:8. On the other hand, I am filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord, and with justice and with courage, to make known to Jacob his rebellious act. And to Israel, his sin. Was it troubling for you to hear that God regretted that he made us? The first time I read that, my heart just, it ached. But then the Holy Spirit reminds me of Jesus. And then I'm okay. We need to examine why God regretted making us. It was because we were rebellious. Adam took the fruit when God has specifically told him not to. And it's been downhill from there ever since. Evil prevailed and we were not godly. We didn't look to God for anything and we did what was good in our own eyesight. That's what um, Genesis is basically saying. Just went haywire. And when I say we, I'm talking mankind. We're mankind. And I'm speaking in the present tense because each one of us, was like that until we came to know Jesus. Genesis gives us the why we need Jesus. Scripture shows us that the Holy Spirit cannot commune with evil, sin, rebellion, insubordination. Big word for it, just disregarding what what God is telling you to do, questioning him all the time. We see all of these things, they don't bring honor and glory to God. It upsets him. So how is it that we now have him living inside of us, right? He lives inside of us, but let's be real. We can still be close. We can still have the Holy Spirit within us, right? But still not heed to what he's saying. We, we're still still closer to the ungodly than we are to the godly until the day that Jesus comes when we will be perfect. But see, the Holy Spirit keeps urging us toward becoming more holy, more set apart, more in the image of our Savior. And he does that by showing us our sins. The whole, mm, but I don't think that's the, quite quite the thing to say or to do. By showing us what we're doing that isn't pleasing to the Lord, then we can go to God and ask forgiveness. And then through the Holy Spirit, he helps us to do better. I want you to recall my favorite chapter in the Bible, Romans chapter 8. Verse 1 starts off with, there is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus so remember I started off with when I hear Holy Spirit promoting holiness I'm thinking of all the do nots you shouldn't do this you shouldn't do that I wasn't far off he does that but see the difference is there's no condemnation when he says oh Greta don't 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 think like that think like this it's freeing and that makes all of the difference In my initial belief, right, that the Holy Spirit, you know, would do all those things, I was feeling weighed down. But now I feel lifted up because he's convicting me and not condemning me. So here's confession time, just so you know. An example. I used to say in my head, I've never said it out loud as if that makes a bigger difference. It doesn't. But I used to say in my head, "Oh, I wish that person would just go to hell shocking right in some places that would be considered a bad word it is a phrase here in America that people use all the time commonplace use it all the time and I used to say it in my head because I thought that would be better than using the F word growing up in the military not growing up in the military having a career in the military all the time and so you get around that and so I'm thinking this is a watered down version But the reality was I really wasn't wishing them to go there. I just needed them to get out of my face, right? But now that I'm matured or as I was maturing in Christ, when that thought would come in my head, I'd hear the Holy Spirit say, is that really where you want them to go? Because you know hell is real, right? And then I'd relent. Well, no, I really don't want them to go to hell. But they're really upsetting me at this time. And he'd say, well, let's, let's, Let's see if we can find another way to vent your anger. And do you know what would happen? I'd say a short prayer for him. And I'm like, that's not... But I knew that's what I was supposed to do. And it helped me. That's growth. But it's still the Holy Spirit convicting me on something that was inappropriate (laughs) for a child of God to have. He deals with every aspect of our lives. Our thoughts which then lead to our behaviors. What the Holy Spirit was teaching me was what Paul encouraged the church in Corinth to do in 2nd Corinthians verse, chapter 10 verse 5 where it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take captivity every thought and make it obedient to Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit was teaching me to do that gets me closer to being in the image of my savior and gets me more set apart so now let's make this really applicable to you what are your thoughts in your thoughts are you harming people and tearing them down do you get an urging that says maybe that's something that you shouldn't do Of course, getting that conviction is from the Holy Spirit. And so he's trying to guide you in love. To show that he can provide correction and teach us a better way. A better way of not wishing someone to hell like me. Or not cursing someone out. Or not being um, less loving because someone did something wrong to you. Not taking vengeful acts that's how he's directing us toward holiness because see that's what the world does my question is are we as a body of believers are we making progress or do we still look like everybody else I think I've spoken to you before about being a stagnant Christian where you're not making progress you're just kind of same old same old we don't want to be stagnant bodies of water we want to be fresh ponds clean water that comes in and comes out that benefits not only ourselves as we grow but our relationship with Christ grows and then those around the people that he puts around around us grow as well they benefit from our relationship that we have with God because we start to treat them differently we interact with them differently remember Jesus said that we would be known by how we treat each other right and by our fruit Treating each other, fellow believers. Have you ever been in a congregation where the congregants weren't real Christ-like? Cussing each other out in the parking lot? I used that example because I experienced that. Well, I heard about that, I will say. I attended a church and uh, it was okay. I went, I'll just say that. But I remember getting word back one time that there was a commotion in the parking lot. And I was like, what? That a minister had cursed someone out in the parking lot. I wasn't there, which was probably a good thing, because I would have said something. Because then I was mature enough in my walk where I, I would have called them back and been like, okay, how is this Christ-like I would have been more like John the Baptist and, you know, identified wrong as wrong. And who knows what would have happened as a result of that. But yeah, a minister. Now, had I been the pastor and gotten word that that had happened with one of my ministers, that minister would be sitting in the pew and going through some counseling because their walk wasn't adding up with the relationship that they stated they should be. But you've seen church members not speak to each other. My question is, what message do we think that's relaying to the world? I can tell you, they think we're a bunch of frauds. I remember going to the Lord and asking, well, why do these people, why aren't they not convicted by the Holy Spirit like you seem to convict me? And of course, God wasn't going to divulge his relationship with someone else. But... What I did receive, other than you need to mind your own business, <laughs> was the fact that you know people do reject the prompting of the Holy Spirit. This is the grieving that I alluded to yesterday. When you don't do what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do, because He's consistently talking, because we need His guidance and assurance, but if you continue to ignore what he's saying, ignoring those um, promptings, promptings ev- eventually you won't hear him anymore. And it's not that he's not speaking. You've just overshouted him. He's not going to depart like he did, did in the Old Testament. He's just going to be silent. And we don't want him to be silent. We want him to speak to us. That's drastic. And so we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And, and what will happen is God will do something drastic to get your attention. Mainly to shut you up so that you can start listening to him. And we don't ever want that. So how do we treat each other? And then, of course, how we treat everybody else. But then the fruit that we're bearing... That's how we're treating each other and everyone else. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, humility, self control, faithfulness, all of those things. All of those things are supposed to be a natural part of us now that the Holy Spirit is living within us. But it takes some time to develop. I understand that. And the Holy Spirit is within us to to help us develop that. Who doesn't want to hang around a person who's pleasant? person who's kind, a person who just ushers in peace, that's supposed to be you and me. You benefit from that. Others benefit from that. So today, let's pause and make sure that we haven't been so determined at doing our own thing, that we haven't spoken over the soft voice of the Holy Spirit, who. Is busy convicting us, not condemning us, but convicting us toward holiness, being more like Jesus. Look at some of the things that you do, the thoughts that you have, the things that you say, and see if they can't use a little adjusting. Let's ask the Holy Spirit not to be silent, but to give us listening ears and obedient hearts to what he says let's pray we thank you Lord for not leaving us for your spirit that dwells within us we come Father with repentant hearts for being bullheaded and insisting in our own ways at times for ignoring your promptings for silencing your Holy Spirit that lives within us We ask for forgiveness, and we ask, Father, that you give us ears to hear and a heart that obeys. We know that you have a good plan for us, and we know that you simply ask us to trust and obey, and we come asking you to help us to do that, because in and of ourselves, we won't. Thank you for your love and for your goodness and for your protection. Thank you for being ever-present. But help us to hear you. Help us to hear you and respond with a favorable yes. Bless each and every person who's listening today. You know what they're experiencing. You know their, their heart. You know what they're in need of. Speak to them today and let them know that you've heard them and that you have the answer. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and minister the active of caregiving in the name of Jesus.